0: And welcome to Ohio Mysteries. We will get to our episode in a moment, but first, I want to thank all of you out there for this fantastic year. Thank you for tuning in every single week. I hope all of you had a fantastic holiday. I also want to give a special thank you to our Patreon supporters. Thank you so much for your donations. It helps us so much with our monthly costs. Paula and I try to bring you the best content week in and week out, and sometimes... It definitely can become costly. We appreciate your support. If you would like to become a Patreon member and get special access to extra content, including full interviews with investigators on some of the cases we cover, head on over to patreon.com/slash Ohio Mysteries. That's P A T R E O N.com/slash Ohio Mysteries and consider being a member now. Let's throw another log on the fire, campers. It's time for a new mystery. I'm your co-host, Steve Yoder, and with us, as always, is our storyteller and award-winning journalist who spent 30 years telling these kinds of stories with the Akron Journal, Paula Schleiss.
1: Hi, everybody. It is an exciting time for true crime fans these days, watching advances in DNA and forensic science solve cold cases left and right. I'm sure the authorities who found the nude and mutilated body of a woman along a country road in Kentucky more than three decades ago probably thought they would never learn who she was. Now we know she came from Columbus, Ohio. Her name was Linda Bennett. But has she also been connected to America's most prolific serial killer? This story begins on May 6, 1988, near Owenton, Kentucky. That's about 50 miles south of Cincinnati, halfway to Lexington along I-71. Joy Kelly and her husband went out to buy a morning newspaper. They were walking along a rural stretch of Highway 330, about 18 miles south of Owenton when Joy spotted a curious object in some overgrown grass, not far from the roadway. At first, she thought it was dead livestock. There was a goat farm nearby. But as Joy moved in closer, she told her husband, I don't think that's a goat. It was a woman. A pathologist determined she was the victim of homicidal strangulation. Given the condition and position of the body... It seemed likely she had been sexually assaulted as well. The only thing on her were a pair of men's brown dress socks pulled neatly up around the ankles. In a ditch nearby, investigators found more clothes, a brown nylon blouse, jeans, a blue bra, and a pair of five and a half men's tennis shoes. Her left arm and hand were missing. They were never recovered. Police never speculated, not publicly anyway, on whether the missing limb was related to her homicide. But she had been dead for several days and exposed to the elements and wildlife. She was white, with brown hair cut in a bob style, five foot five inches and perhaps 120 pounds. Her age was estimated between 25 and 40. She had a crude tattoo of the name Steve on her right arm, created by a homemade process known as Stick and Poke. The pathologist also determined it was likely that she was a mother. Kentucky police were able to get a fingerprint from the right hand that remained. It was compared to others in a, well, primitive database compared to what we have now, but no match was made. Authorities also did a drawing of what she would have looked like and released it to the public, hoping someone might recognize her. Someone thought she did. A witness told police she saw the woman on a freeway not far from a diner that was popular with truckers. But police could never confirm that sighting with anyone else. Then, about a week after the body was found, the investigation came to a screeching halt. State resources were needed for a stunning tragedy. On May the 14th, a drunk driver steered his truck into the path of a bus that was carrying a church youth group on Interstate 71 in nearby Carrollton, Kentucky. The teens were on their way to the Kings Island Amusement Park near Cincinnati. Of the 67 aboard, 27 were killed. It remains the country's worst drunk driving incident. Attention was diverted from the unfortunate Jane Doe. She was buried in an unmarked grave in Monterey Cemetery in Owenton and slipped into obscurity. Incredibly, one month after that body was discovered, relatives of Linda Bennett reported her missing from her Columbus home. Her family lived in another state and had limited contact with her, but they called Columbus authorities in June of 1988 to say they couldn't find the 38-year-old woman. It has never been explained why two law enforcement agencies, just 180 miles apart, couldn't put these two cases together, given that it all happened within a month. But they never did. In 2018, the case was dusted off and made public again in the hopes of shaking something loose. An updated composite image done by the Texas Rangers Facial Identification Division was released. Investigators also revealed they had reason to believe their victim had ties to Columbus, Ohio and Miami, Florida. They did not explain why, but they were right. Early in 2022, Kentucky State Police teamed up with one of those genetic genealogy labs that can take DNA, build a family tree from it, and identify who in that family is missing. Kentucky couldn't get DNA from the original remains. The grave of their Jane Doe was never marked, and its location is lost to history but they still had in evidence hair samples that they had taken before she was interred. The genetic trail led to Linda Bennett's son, who provided a DNA sample that positively confirmed the identity of his mother. The Bennett family released a statement thanking those involved with finding their loved one, saying, Linda was a loved mother, grandmother, daughter, sister, and aunt. Her son has never stopped searching for answers. Identifying Linda is only half the mystery. Who killed her? Learning a victim's name can allow investigators to finally explore her environment, her acquaintances, her movements in the days before she disappeared. But is it possible Kentucky State Police already have a strong suspect in mind? they didn't mention it when they announced their Jane Doe's identity in December of 2022, did not volunteer whether they had made any advancements in catching her killer. But right after the announcement, a couple of websites filled Linda Bennett's name in on a list of unconfirmed victims of Samuel Little. Here's why. According to the FBI, Little who grew up in Northeast Ohio, confessed to killing 93 women between 1970 and 2005. He provided details for many of his victims, where he picked them up, how he killed them, what they looked like, even sketched their portraits in many cases. In one case, he said he picked up a woman in Columbus and left her dead in Kentucky. He described the woman as about 25 years old, five foot six and 130 pounds. He said he found her outside a strip club, and that she had a hippie appearance. The woman asked him for a ride, said she was trying to reach her mom in Miami, Florida. Then she hopped in his car. They stopped in Cincinnati before continuing across the river and through Covington, Kentucky. The woman wanted to get out of the car and listen to music, but instead, Little kept driving. He said he drove up a winding hill on a rural path, killed the woman in the back seat of his car, and left her body partially concealed by vegetation. Little sketched a picture of this victim during one of his confessions in 2019. With the exception of the hair color, the bob-haired woman he drew looks remarkably like the composite sketches released by police. We haven't done an episode on Samuel Little yet, but we will in the future. He was born in Reynolds, Georgia in 1940 and moved to Lorain, Ohio soon after his birth. He was raised there by his grandma and told authorities that even as a child, he began having sexual fantasies about strangling women. The compulsion never went away. Several murders in Ohio have been attributed to him. He was eventually convicted of killing four women, but the FBI's Violent Criminal Apprehension Program said it has confirmed his involvement in at least 60 of the 93 murders that he confessed to. That's the largest number of confirmed victims for any serial killer in United States history. Nobody can ask Samuel Little if Linda Bennett is the woman he picked up in Columbus. He died on December the 30th, 2020, in a Los Angeles hospital. As I said, Kentucky authorities did not connect Linda Bennett to Samuel Little when they made their recent announcement about her identity. But... I couldn't help but wonder if his story is the reason they suspected their Jane Doe had connections to Columbus and Miami. If you have any information that can help in this case, you can call the Kentucky State Police tip line at 1-800-222-5555.
0: That's it for tonight, listeners. For photos, news clippings, and more on this and every episode, hop on over to Mysteries.com. Also, for more shows like ours, head on over to killerpodcasts.com. We are a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty,